Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. What's good, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Success On Demand. We have another awesome guest on the show today, and I know that you guys are going to be excited about her because you've been begging me for the answers to these public relations questions, and I just wasn't able to get you those answers, but now you are going to have those answers. So without further ado, I do want to go ahead and introduce Lauren Ivy, and I'm going to give her a few moments to introduce herself, and then we're going to knock this interview out. Hey, everybody. My name is Lauren Ivy. I'm co-founder of 1092 PR Consulting. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys to share my story and answer any questions you may have. And you know what? I knew that you were from Atlanta and I knew you went to um, Clark Atlanta University. Yes. But that's going to be a question further down the line because I there's a lot of people that I know who are in PR and they reside in Atlanta. And I wanted to know if that kind of, you know, influenced anything. But we'll get to that okay. later. My <laughs> first question for you is, what is public relations for someone who's not familiar with what, you know, your company or company similar would do for their brand? Public relations is the tool that you use to connect whatever your message is or whatever your brand is to your target audience or those who you're trying to connect to, as well as the media, whether it's trying to get you press or trying to get you on a TV show, a magazine, a blog, a feature, whatever it is that connects you to the people you want to know about your brand. That's what public relations is. Awesome. And for someone who is trying to get a better target audience or trying to get a message out to their audience before they come to you, should they have their target audience and all of that information in place? Or is that something that you help them find as well? Well, a little bit of both, because considering what their brand is or what the product or service that they're trying to get out to the public, everything is not for everybody. Some people come with me knowing some people come with me not come to me not knowing. So it, it is something that we can help them with because sometimes, like for example, if you have a clothing line, urban streetwear, you know, somebody in their 50s to 70s are not probably gonna wear that. You never really know. So that's something that we can also help them with. And it kind of narrows it down to the type of people we reach out to. Yes, so true. And I saw when I was looking on your website that you guys offer a bunch of different services. And this question is going to help more so the people who offer um, public relations services. Now, when someone comes to you, do you break those um, services down one by one and say, I'm going to offer you this, this and this? Or is it something where when they come to you, those are all of the services that are included in what you're offering? Well, usually I let them come to us and tell them what their tell us what their business is and basically what they, what it is they need because not everybody needs full service PR. Some people come to us and they only need help with social media, or some people come to us and they're interested in getting help with an event. It all depends on their needs. Oh yes, perfect answer to that question. That sure. <laughs> so now we're gonna go a little bit into your history before we dive deep into um, your opinion of certain, you know, branding slogans or whatever. But um, tell us about like your experience at Clark Atlanta and if that influenced 
you deciding to go into public relations? That's a great question. So when I first, I'm originally from Washington, D.C. I moved down here for college. Yeah, and I came down here. I knew I wanted to do something in entertainment. So I started off doing business management, and then I switched to political science because I thought I wanted to do entertainment law. And then I finally, we had a seminar (laughs) at school um, by my sophomore year of college, and it was a panel full of publicists. Mm -hmm. And considering what I wanted to do within the industry, I... I was like, okay, this is not management. This is more public relations. And I started doing my research and I finally switched my major over to public relations. And the last about two years of my college um, matriculation, I was hands-on with public relations. But the biggest thing that I did was intern because, you know, at school they they had their stuff on the board and they're teaching you, you know, through a book. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was kind of, I was more influenced by being a little more hands-on. But definitely the, the resource that Clark Atlanta gave me got me inspired to want to change my major and learn more about pu- what public oh, relations I was. Love yes. that. And I felt like you were going to say that, especially since, you know, with my experience in um, being in college, I felt like my second year, I was like, I don't really want to do, you know, business administration. <laughs> I right. need to figure yeah. out something else. And then at that point, it went to, all right, let me open up my first business. Let me play around here. Let me figure this out. And then I eventually ended up where I am now. But I know that that whole experience can really take you through you know a roller coaster of up and down and deciding where you want to go so I think that's really cool and the next question that I had for you um since you mentioned that you saw those panelists who were in you know public relations or they were publicists did you at any point when you were you know close to leaving Clark Atlanta or leaving Clark Atlanta have a mentor was someone helping you at all Yes, I definitely did. It's a publicist down here um, who I actually found on social media. And I saw that she was looking for interns. And I was so excited because of the type of clientele that she had. It's the type of clientele I knew that I wanted one day. And I reached out to her. She interviewed me and literally same day hired me on the spot. And I took her her as my (laughs) mentor as well as interning for her. And I learned so much. That's the best thing I could have ever done, honestly. Oh my gosh. And I think that, um, and, and I'm not even, I'm super sure like how accurate this is, but this is my opinion. I feel like as a culture, um, mentors, especially for business has not always been the most popular thing. And I think now that we're starting to um, get more comfortable with asking people, hey, can we shadow you? Can we learn this from you? And we're seeing how important it is to the the business process and the branding process. I think it's like really awesome. Like even now I'm like, okay, I need to find somebody (laughs) who I can learn from and just um, really connect with and ask those hard questions. And Right, absolutely get some answers so I definitely agree with that I'm, I'm happy you had a mentor especially yeah, definitely. On. so um tell me what was your first PR job like by yourself by myself with 1092 PR or we'll say with 1092 PR Okay, our first project actually um, was a beauty brand down here, um, Nicole's Beauty Lounge ATL, great oh. friend of mine, and she she's in the brow industry. She's a licensed esthetician, and she was stepping out on a leap of faith, kind of like I did, um, and she took me on to basically help her start building. Okay. And it was one of the best experiences my partner and I have ever, you know, gone through because we're hands-on learners like the only way we felt like we could learn is if we actually get out there and just do it we didn't have all the answers at the time but it was a process as we went and 
from we got to see the numbers increase as far as her social media following, as far as, you know, how many subscribers she was getting and things like that. And, you know, it kind of was teaching us a little bit as well. And till this day, we, she's not our client anymore, but she's a very good friend of ours. And I'm just so proud of her, how her business is continuing, continuously growing. And she's still using some of the tools that we taught her. Isn't that the best thing ever? When yeah. you can look back and say, you know what, I genuinely helped someone, you know, yeah. doing my passion. Exactly. And it's that still a brand that I really do believe in, too. So I'm just so proud. And I'm proud of myself. Yes, I feel the same way, especially with the, the first companies that I worked with. I feel like in the beginning, I was so eager. I was so um, ready to learn. I was so like, oh, I have to do this right. Let me figure out how I can really help them. And, and somewhat, I'm still the same way now. But in the beginning, I felt like um, I threw a lot more of my um, my personal, like, I really want you to make it. <laughs> I really, I really want this to work for you because this is the beginning. So yeah, I can, I can definitely see that for you in that first company that you worked with. Yes, definitely. Now, as far as like vision inspiration, where do you and your partner get your inspiration from, um, for the type of projects where you help people out and you're trying to put in this creative energy? Where are you getting that inspiration from? Honestly, we're inspired by a lot of different publicists. It's too many to name, but we're more inspired by those who start off. Who we have, we know a lot of publicists with stories who started off that didn't have anybody, didn't have the mentors, didn't have the funds, you know, to start their business and things like that. And I would just say we're easily inspired by go getters that don't take no for an answer and it's just not scared to take a leap on faith because that's exactly what we had to do. And we look up to those publicists and not even just publicists, business owners in general who didn't let any downfall that they had personally going on stop them from doing what they were doing. Oh, let's pause right there because now you've gotten right into, you got right into the area that I love to talk about. How do you, you, and this is not about, um, the, the actual company, but you specifically as an entrepreneur, how do you deal with not even failures? Cause I hate that word, but how do you deal with trials? Um, things that try to hold you back or a time when something didn't go the way that you wanted it to. Like, how do you get yourself back up to where you'd like to be? Prayer. I will say that starting this business, my partner and I have gotten so close to God because there's different ways of doing things and we find ourselves giving up so quickly. But if you take a minute to just stop, think and pray, God will turn it around. I'm telling you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Okay. Like I'm not even, I'm not even kidding at all. And I often have these conversations on the podcast because I think that, um, Anytime when a platform can be used to, you know, give someone the keys to having a relationship with God, then oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> go for, for it. Us. For real. And and sometimes people um, don't realize that that relationship can really influence your business and your brand as well, especially when it comes to those hard decisions. You know, is this ethical? Is this not? You know, is what I did reaching you know am I really serving my my target audience those decisions can really come down to your relationship with God and figuring out you know is this right right (laughs) is this something I should be doing so 
Yeah, we are definitely on the same page. <laughs> this is a question that I had um, before we actually started talking. But since it's just you and your partner, how many hats do you guys wear? <laughs> like, how many times do you see yourself um, switching from, okay, I'm creating content now, but then right now I'm trying to um, create a relationship between them and the company that I'm working with and changing it from that. Like, how many different hats do you wear? Not a specific matter, but you know. <laughs> I would just say that it's, it's several different hats because you're right, it's just us. But one thing about us is that we had two different um, educational experiences. She went to Marymount University and I went to Clark Atlanta here in Atlanta and Marymount's in Arlington, Virginia. And the things that they taught her, I found that I didn't really learn from Clark while she was feeling the same thing that I did. For example, she's good at crisis management. You know, you see these, yeah, she's very good at crisis management. And, you know, if we ever had a client, for example, who was, you know, into something that they shouldn't have been in or had to get out of something, she knew how to just jump in and get that squared away. While me, I was at that figuring out point. With me, I'm good at writing. And she's good at writing as well, but I felt like, you know, graphics and things like that with our social media, like that was my thing. So we kind of just took everything that we learned and just kind of put it all together. And then we learned from each other as well. I love that because it just really caters to that idea that um, if I'm not as great at this skill and you are, then it, we make Absolutely. each other stronger. And that's what makes her an award-winning team. And I'm happy that you guys figured that out because um, sometimes I think that <laughs> we will think that we can do everything. Like we're good right. at everything rather than just splitting stuff up by skill level and saying, hey, you know, you're really good at this. You do this. And then I'm right. good at this, so I'll do that. And one thing I will say is never be afraid to say you don't know something. I take every day as a learning experience. To this day, I'm still researching, still looking at webinars, still doing a whole bunch of things to try to make my knowledge stronger. Never be afraid to say that you don't know something. Yes, that's a jewel, y'all. <laughs> That's a real jewel because I think that's that's something we all got to learn. Unless, you know, we just knew that from a young age. If not, we're like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really right. want to ask. You know, right. I, I could do this myself. And it ends up <laughs> because we couldn't just exactly. open our mouths and ask for help. And um, how do you guys ensure, since you work with different clients, how do you ensure that everything that you're working on for them is personalized. Like if you're going from the beauty bar over to someone who wants to do events and to something else, how do you ensure that personalized um, relationship? Well, we always start everything off with a consultation first. Everything off of the consultation first, because we do understand that everybody has different needs. Now, granted, we do have templates that we use that we can kind of customize. Um, as far as, you know, our contracts or our proposals okay. or our strategic campaigns and our, you know, um, and our visual campaigns. But everything is personalized because we do we, we think it's essential to do a consultation. Every brand is different. Every brand doesn't need the same thing. Even if they are in the same industry, they may not need the same thing. So definitely we just try to keep it personal yeah. by making sure we at least do a 30 minutes to an hour consultation, take every note that we can. And then that's when we put together a customized campaign. Yes, that is awesome. That is awesome. And I'm, I'm happy that you unplugged in the fact that consultations for a lot of different businesses and industries are important because it gives you the opportunity to learn about your client and to see what it is that they need that you have to offer. So I love that. 
Absolutely. And also research as well. Before we even consult, we always ask them, can we have your website, your social media handles? And before we have that call or that meetup, we like to do a little research on you and the industry you're in as well. Yes, I love that. I love that. And I know you mentioned that you um, still listen to webinars and podcasts and stuff like that. And one of the questions I had for you was how do you feed your mental? So you kind of answered that. But is there any other form of media that you just don't go without? It just helps you to, you know, get to where you need to be? Um, I will honestly say for me, for me personally, what works for me is having visuals with webinars um, on social media and at, when I'm home, always stay in the know with the news. If you don't know what's going on in the news, you cannot know. You can't help. How can you help your client if you don't even know what's going on in the world around them? You know, so it's simple for me. I'm, I still read. I still, you know, I watch webinars. I take advice I, from other publicists who like sometimes they sell toolkits. You know, that may be something I don't have. I still purchase their toolkits and support. Um, but, and then just stay in the know, be in the news, follow everybody you know on social media, be uh, an expert in your client's industry. Mm-hmm. Now, the news, I have to get better with that. Even though I'm not a publicist, I just would like to be more in the know. But I have to weed through the, the craziness sometimes. So <laughs> I'm definitely... <laughs> That's why I had backed away from it a, a year or two back, but now I'm missing out on stuff when people come to me to have a conversation about something. And that's another good point, letting people know that um, you are staying relevant and that you're aware Absolutely. of what's going on. Because when people come to me and have want to have a conversation about something that I don't know about, then it, it's like, well, they, well where has <laughs> she been? <laughs> you know, is she? how come she isn't aware of this that's going on? And it could even be in my industry. So I think it is important to stay in the know. Now, when people are first starting out, whatever kind of business it is that they want to do, whether it be um, PR or it be the beauty industry or, or whatnot, they always have a problem coming up with their first initial prices. How did you guys know what you wanted to charge your clients? Like, how did you guys formulate that price? Well, at first, that was one of the hardest things we had to kind of figure out. But one thing I did um, was, here goes back to asking. Another publicist that I admire down here, well, actually not down here. She's very well-rounded. But we decided to take a a one-on-one lesson with her. And that's one question that I asked her. And one thing that I learned and I found it effective is you base it off of your daily needs. Like how much will it take to pay your rent or, you know, your car note or whatever other bills you have. Now granted, you don't have to be excessive saying, okay, I need $10,000 from this client. But if this is what you do full time, day to day, you have to make it compatible with how you're going to be able to live. Like you have to, and that's what, that's what we do. We try, we, of course we make it reasonable. We know we're new. We know we're a new business, but at the same time, this is all that we do. So this is what we need to do to eat. So we have to make it, and it also goes back to research because, you know, we're, we're a startup. We're like, I guess you can say boutique style PR company. And we did our research on the average rate or cost that our industry, you know, offers or puts out there to their clients in our style PR and then we put it, we tied that in also with, okay, this is our day-to-day. What do we need to do, have to, to survive? So we kind of, a little mix of both, and we put that together. And that's how we come up with our numbers these days. I love that. That's the first time that I've 
heard it done that way because I know people um, come up with all different kinds of ways to get those initial prices but I like the idea of looking at what you guys need (laughs) in the very beginning to just sustain and then going in and tweaking those prices so that it works for your clients as well exactly and I was also going to say like that goes back to me saying earlier um, not every client needs everything some people might not need full on PR services so we do narrow down like say somebody just needs um, you know a bio or a writing services they need a press kit or something like that we'll charge specifically just for that item or you know you know if they just need a social media for like the next three months they need help um, oh. cre- with content creation and stuff we'll just charge for that but you know with full service campaign we kind of try to base it off mm-hmm. of, you know, how the time it takes to do it mm-hmm. and also how, how we going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> You were talking right up my alley. I'm the same way. Like, I love everyone to death. I will give my all, especially if I'm offering. Services. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, everybody has to eat. They have to eat, so I got to make sure I do a good job. I have to eat, so I got to make sure that I'm, you know, setting up those boundaries and those, um, I won't even say restrictions, but just letting them know, like, hey, this is what I'm worth. Yes, always know your worth. Know your worth. You know, and if you want these services, then um, this is what I'll be charging you. (laughs) So I totally agree with that because I think that one of the mistakes that we make when we first go into business and we're new entrepreneurs is that sometimes we undervalue ourselves. Right. And we don't even realize that we're doing it because we're like, oh, but we have this, we want this customer. We don't want them to walk away because our price is too high. And we end up taking on all kinds of stuff (laughs) that may not even work. Right. And one thing I I will say, and this goes for any industry, if you charge less than what you deserve, you're kind of devaluing your industry as well. Because if the average publicist, for example, of a for that has a boutique firm is charging two thousand to five thousand a month, and I charge only five, mm-hmm. like maybe five hundred a month, that's like maybe thirty-seven cent an hour. If you think about it, if you kind of break it down for a month, and I don't, that's not exact numbers, but I'm just saying, like it's maybe like. I don't know, maybe like two or three dollars an hour. But think about that. Could you live off of that? You know? So you got to put everything into perspective. And it's okay to sometimes think about yourself, but don't devalue yourself, especially if you have tons of experience. Yes, I agree. And there's two things. First thing, some people say, oh, well, if I set my prices at this, you know, people know that it's the right thing, but they won't shop with me and they may not have a few customers or whatever. But what I'd like to say is just stick to it. Like, just stick to it. The people that your tribe, the people who are actually supposed to do business with you and shop with you, they'll find you. There may be a little time where you're like, oh, you know, all the people that I'm getting are saying I cost too much. Right. But then you're in the wrong target audience. You need to switch to to where your people actually are. And then you won't have that problem with communicating your price and your worth. So and. The I'm trying to think of the second thing that I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Um, I read this article not too long ago that was talking about how um, we as humans associate the price of something with how with the value of it. Right. And how good we think the quality is. So like, for instance, they had a set of earrings. They were basically like some costume jewelry and they had them in a, a jewelry store. And I think they were like seventy five dollars and the people would walk in and no one wanted to get them. But the lady had an idea one day and she was like, you know what? I'm going to mark these as three thousand dollars and I'm going to see if someone wants to buy them. 
She said she came back wow. the next day and those earrings were gone. Okay? Gone. Someone had associated that, okay, these are $3,000. That means that, oh, these earrings are right. such great quality and I would love to get these for whoever because it's going to be something great for them rather than, oh, okay, this is just a $75 pair of earrings. And I, I think that goes for the prices that people set for themselves as well because sometimes when you're setting them too low or everything on your site is on sale or whatever, people tend to think, oh, okay, you know, this is just a little little rinky-dink, you know, boutique or something like that. You know, this isn't something where you come and you want to buy something that you're going to have for a lifetime or this is really valuable to you. Right. No, I completely understand that. Yes. So, and you mentioned something about being a boutique style PR firm. Like, what does that mean? Um, Basically, you know, we're small. So that's why I just want to say just like boutique style. We're not as big as like, you know, these corporate companies and things like that. So I just, I just oh. try to put us in like the boutique category because we're, we're small and we're still growing. Yes. And thank you for giving us that term because I've never heard that before, but it definitely fits. It definitely fits. Yep. I just consider it as small, but still growing. Yes, agreed. And just for everybody who didn't know, you guys started back in 2016, right? Yes, we did. Yes. So look at them, (laughs) y'all. Like, don't be discouraged. Really don't. You can get far. You can get a good, like, especially if everything is solid and clear, like your missions and your purpose and all that stuff, then you can definitely, you know, take some leaps and bounds in a good two years. Yes. It can happen. (laughs) Stay encouraged. Now, um, with you mentioning like how you reached out to the different, I guess, influence, like the the PR um, woman who you guys set up the, the lesson with, who you were able to ask questions to, like that kind of goes into networking for me. Like what are some ways that you guys get yourselves out there and make sure that you're um, meeting everyone who you need to meet and that you guys are staying in the know? Like how do you network? Well, one thing, one tip that I will give is all publicists should have an email list and when you see these you know nice events and these different things going on usually it's the publicist that's sending out those invites so what we did was when we first started is we sent out a series of emails introducing ourselves saying that we're new to the industry and would you mind adding us to your email list so we can stand to know you know what's going on with your clients and maybe you know our clients or ourselves can be a part and that has gotten us so far. Um, anywhere I go, I keep my business cards on me. For a while, I was working at CNN. And um, the last PR company that I worked for, I met the owner coming through CNN with Ricky Smiley. What? And I just said, okay, this is the type of stuff I know that I want to do. So I asked him if I can have his email and his phone number. And the next day, he called me to volunteer. Uh-uh. And that's how... Yep, and I volunteered, and ever since then, you know, that's just somebody that I had have in my network now. So whenever he has events or whenever he's putting on something, he makes sure he emails me, and I stay in the know. And then that's something that I can put my clients onto as well. Okay, so we're not just gonna slide over CNN. Okay, that's not what we're gonna do. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need you to tell me a little bit about that experience because well, I didn't know the about CNN, the CNN experience. And I, uh, this is another thing. I was not working in PR, anything media related at CNN. I was actually working um, as an admin and also I was working concierge. Yes. Now, put, and, and even though it's not what I wanted to do, it put me in the forefront of meeting people when they came in with their clients or they're going to be an on-air guest. Mm-hmm. And 
they have to sign in through me. So I took every opportunity that I saw a celebrity or a publicist that I've heard a lot about to introduce myself because that seat, you know, they put me in the forefront. So never, never downplay what you're doing because you never know who you're going to run into. Yes. I just had to stop <laughs> myself from clapping because I 1000% agree with this because it's like, especially when you, you're at your nine to five. Okay. And you're like, dang, I want to have my own business. Right. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. I need to quit this job. Not realizing that, you know, maybe you can have you have some benefits that can come from that job. You just have to find those opportunities. And I love how you said that you weren't even in your field, but exactly. you saw that opportunity to connect with Ricky Smiley. And you're like, all right, let me just jump right into it. I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but I'm going to jump right into it and see where it takes me. Right. And that was that's and it helped me with my networking skills. And it was crazy because the guy that sat next to me at the concierge desk, he taught me like, you know, he actually is somebody that I can learn from too. He's not even in PR. He told me, get two business cards a day. And I made sure that every day I got at least two business cards and introduced myself to the Ooh. point where the next time they came in, they said hello to me and addressed me by my first name. And it worked. Yes, I'm gonna take that tip down. Actually, I think that's gonna be one of your quotes. <laughs> because I think that that's so simple, but it's one of the best things you can do. Because if you think about it, by the end of the week, you got 14 business cards. Exactly. You know? So, lastly, I will say it's all about the follow up, too. Once you get them, email them the next day or later that evening and say, It was a pleasure meeting you today. And they'll remember that. Yes. They'll remember that. Yes, ma'am. I, yes, I totally agree with that. And sometimes when we're first trying to figure out how to talk to people and what our pitch is and how we introduce ourselves and all that stuff, it can be a little scary, of course. But how do, have you always been good at speaking with people or is that something that you worked on along the way? Um, I think that was one of my natural talents. It, like, I am literally had videos from my kindergarten graduation of me speaking, and my high school graduation of me speaking. I'm, I've never been shy. You know, I was always athletic, loved to be in front of people, and I've, I've never been shy. I, I want to say that's one of my strengths. I speak well, and I love to be in front of people. Oh, my gosh. And I can tell, because you know what I said to you when when we first started. Yeah. Like, you don't need to get your own podcast. Right. <laughs> okay? Well, she got, you got the smooth voice. You have, like, the radio voice. Thank you. you know? People have taught me that's that, like, too. I mean, not taught me, but told me that, too. I, I swear. And I've, that's something I've never even thought of. So I take that as a compliment. Thank you. It definitely is. I think that it, it that in itself can go a long way, because people love a voice oh, yeah. that they're comfortable with. Like, they'll keep coming back to listen to that. So, yes, you do. Oh, so, I'll be expecting yeah, something from you soon. <laughs> now, we're coming to the end of the interview. And now, we're just going to ask a few, like, um, hot topic questions. And the first one is, how do you settle down after a long day? How do I settle down after? That's a really good question. Um, usually, what I do is, I have a notebook where each day I write down what I need to get done. So by the end of the day, I look at my checklist and I make sure I got everything done. If I didn't, I carry it over to the next day. I usually like to drink a cup of tea and actually just sit, Ooh, and, sit okay. and reflect. I like to sit down and reflect because sometimes I overwork myself and, and I get overwhelmed. Yes. I start getting frustrating. I find myself pacing. So I just have to sit down and reflect. And what, what did I do today that I can do better tomorrow? Yes, yes. And I... I used to and just relax so much before and now I feel like I'm so like goal focused that it's crazy now I'm like okay I need to calm down all right <laughs> calm it down just a little bit <laughs> right 
It's okay to take a couple of minutes to yourself. It is okay to do that. And that's, I do simply, simple as that. That's what I do. I totally agree. And that's why I asked that question on all of the podcasts, because I think that sometimes we don't even realize that we're the only ones like working like a dog. Everybody else is like, oh, you know, I'm going to take a break. You know, I'm going to take a vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you like, Especially with PR. Mm-hmm. And PR is 24 hours. We work through the weekend. You know what I'm saying? It, depending on what, you know, a client's needs are, you know, most events fall on the weekend and things like that. So that means we're still working. Yes, yes. And so, y'all are good for that. Like y'all are good yeah. for that. I think that takes discipline. Um, sometimes Definitely. people think I'm going to, I've got my own business. I'm going to make my own schedule. And it's like, we're not going to, um, that's not going to be what happens, you know, <laughs> especially right. when you have clients, you know, if mm-hmm. you're a good business owner and you actually connect with your clients, it don't just turn off on Friday. Exactly. You know, they, they go through the weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the last question is tell me some of your goals. Like, tell me some things that um, you look forward to bringing to the forefront coming into 2018. 2018, um, we are really trying to expand our team. At that point, we're going to start looking for interns because we feel like, you know, we're starting to, we want to branch out to different industries. So we're going to need a little more help. Right now, we found ourselves in the small business and beauty industry, but I see myself personally. um, I love sports. A lot of people don't know that. And I would love to do sports PR. Um, my partner, she loves she loves small business, but now she wants to get into like nonprofit. So, you know, mm. we're kind of expanding our, you know, our knowledge. So we need to expand our team. So 2018, we're looking to grow our team. Yes. And I know I said that was the last question. Go ahead. You influenced <laughs> something in me. So now as far as expanding, I know you you just told me you guys wanted to get into other industries, but originally were you guys just like, all right, you know, we're going to go a little bit longer without a team or was it something where you guys were like, all right, now is the time. Like we have to go ahead and start building our team now. Well, one thing that we both experienced is that, you know, we're going to give whoever we take on as an intern or as an employee one day with us an experience that we don't want them to just be sitting around and we just don't want them to just be on the computer making us stuff like no that's not the experience that we want for them and at the time when we first began we didn't have much to offer a student and I just remember being a student and you know wanting to be more hands-on and wanting to learn more and different styles of doing things but sometimes some of the internships because I took many some of the internships that I had didn't really give me that so I was like, I'm gonna, if I'm going to give somebody an opportunity, I want them to get all they can out of it. And now I feel like my partner and I are at the point where we can actually give somebody some type of memory or experience from us. Yes, I complete. It's like everything that you said today on this interview. I've been like, oh my gosh, <laughs> is she pulling this from my brain? <laughs> like, I, I definitely think that um, you guys are a force. I think that I'm very excited to see what you guys have coming in the future. And I, I would like for you to just tell everybody where they can follow you so that they can see what I see and jump on that, you know, support bandwagon too. Because I know, especially as a, um, you know, African-American PR firm, like I think you guys are really, right. especially being new, setting the standard for what you guys have to offer. And it shows through your social media, with the way that you speak, with your website, like everything is in line. And I love that. So tell us where they can find you at. <laughs> okay, you can find us. Um, our website is www.1092.1092pr.com. 
Our Instagram is at 1092PR. Our Twitter is at underscore 1092PR. And then on Facebook, you can find us as facebook.com slash 1092PR Consulting. Yes. Thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you. I'm so glad to be a part of this. Yes. And it was so jam-packed with information. Like, I feel like you just, like, jumped all in I love that you gave us those extended answers because that's how we learn like just how you mentioned earlier that you guys are hands-on I feel like sometimes it just takes you know a different voice coming to you and saying hey you know set your prices a little higher you know you only get paid 37 cents an hour (laughs) like you you know you know what you're doing if you know you know what you're doing and you've seen your results in the past from doing that same thing put a price on it you know you know what you're doing they're gonna pay for that and I'm not saying that in a room way but at the end of the day you have to know your worth you have to know your value and if you know you can accomplish something don't underestimate yourself and lower your standards you can't you just can't do that because you work so hard to get this knowledge and learn about what you're doing you have to appreciate yourself Yes. And that research, that research in itself is like, I would say like, since I began 80% of my time has going, gone to research and trying to figure out like what's relevant right now in podcasting and the type of people who my audience want to listen to on the show like that, that in itself takes a long time. So I, I, I agree with setting your prices according to the work and the knowledge that you're trying to gain to be able to hand over to your your clients right so I definitely agree with that thank and you before I before I start a whole new conversation <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna shut the interview down but it was an honor having you on Lauren and maybe you know in the future we can have both of you guys on the show so that we can just catch the different dynamics of your company and your your branding and just see like where all of this stemmed from because you're awesome absolutely so, I, I'm, I'm so grateful and I know my partner she would love to be a part of this so whenever you're ready just let us know I definitely will. And you guys, that ends our podcast for today. If you want to check us out, head over to dlake.com or you can follow us on iTunes, Google Play, and now Spotify. So we will catch you next time and have an awesome day. Hello, my name is Lauren Ivy, and you've heard my story here on Success on Demand.